Alright. Okay, I can see the bars moving. We're good. I really, really struggled with how to even start this. I got my cup of coffee and my tea brewed. Because, yes, I'm weird enough to drink both of them at the same time. Um, anywho, I, I didn't know how I was going to start this because I've had the idea rolling around in my head for a while, but <clears throat> it just did not seem like I could put enough adequate force behind it to make a good enough impact. And it's not that I'm out to prove anything, it's just I want to evoke this sense of urgency without making everybody freak. <laughs> um, that I, I'm, I'm frustrated in my own reactions to everything in the world, but also that, that everybody else is. And it's so frustrating to see people that I care about exhibiting these ludicrous amounts of stress and uh, despair and it's the strangest thing in the world but um, one of my favorite movies and you'll hear this from me in just about everything I do I am a walking meme myself um, that, that song they use in Independence Day it's the end of the world that at the end of it it goes and I feel fine and I'm there and I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's gratuitous swearing. Sorry, turn away. If you don't like it, sorry. Um, how the hell <laughs> can you feel fine at a time like this? I mean, they keep ranting and raving about you know, Omicron is here, and now we've got upgrade to the masks again, and and then I posted on Twitter, hey, you know, there's this magazine I've got, you know, from 1999, when The Matrix was released, that, you know, very clearly the, the lettering goes off and says things like, when a virus isn't a virus, and another dream lost, or something to that effect, and, and another fun fact for anybody who hasn't read this magazine, uh, I'm just going to say it, it's Boot Magazine. Um, the issue I'm referring to is the Destutes issue, the one with the guy holding the giant Pentium 2 case in front of the River Rapids, named after the same river, I'm sure. And, uh, if not, that's the intention. And it is, uh, one of the few issues that I still have where Andrew Sanchez was still alive, I believe. And it never really resonated with me, the, that connection that I thought I should have, I guess, to that. But I held on to that issue even when I <laughs> purged my own library. And um, mostly because of weight and fear of a fire threat. I didn't want to have to move a bunch of magazines or risk firefighters having to deal with it in a home where I was at because I was a pack rat about it. I mean, when they say print is dead, maybe it should be for that reason. I don't know. I don't agree with the concept that everybody needs a job. There's a lot of people that will not find fulfillment in life unless they get out and do stuff. I'm one of them. I wrote a letter to my governor when I was 14 and said, Hey, it sucks being in a single-parent household. Is there anything I can do to work? And he actually responded, and I think it was something like, no, keep your butt at home and, you know, help your mom and do stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. It didn't stop me, <laughs> obviously. But to the point, I have watched and heard... <clears throat> this story unravel through the ages of, um, through the ages, within the last few years, realistically, uh, of watching our society compartmentalize itself, cubicalize it, throw everything into pretty little containers. And we can't, I mean, we can't 
the human desire to to perfect that is is deeply rooted elsewhere and we'll get into that another time i'm sure but do you have any idea how frustrating it is watching a program that literally helped you navigate the school system And, and the only way I can describe this, now that I've come through on the other side, is my brain operates more like a VLIW. I just, I don't do well with the stuff that everybody down on the x86 and RISC is doing. <laughs> they just, um, you, you want to feed the data piecemeal and bit by bit, and it feels very limiting to me. And I have been, for lack of a better word, suffocating, starving trying to grasp at everything that I can and being frustrated that the picture the picture was never actually complete. I'm sure there's a few people that can relate to that one. <laughs> but it, it wasn't until I made, and I'm going to mention it, <laughs> that Reddit post where I just completely unloaded everything and then I made another one on the autism forum. I was so still trying to figure out where the hell I was going um, that I had an idea on you know how I could help explain autism and at the time it did seem very clear to me uh, what I was after there on that post but I've obviously had a few things come up since then <laughs> um, but uh, the overall the overwhelming majority of the message that needs to get out there is hope and there's just no way that you can do that in text anymore, I guess. I mean, we can, we can try and convey it, and I've learned that from my own fables and fables and fun stuff that happened at my jobs and all that, but I was operating from the basis of fear for the past 40 years. I was terrified of everything why people would tailgate, why they couldn't use their turn signal, why there were um, you know, angry people at restaurants when you, you, know, you chose to go there to begin with. And I mean, I worked at movie theaters. I mean, this will you know, be fun fact for people that didn't know this, but uh, yeah, I worked for uh, three movie theater chains. Oh, there's that number three again. Um, <laughs> but uh, I grew up with the movies. I am definitely a child of the corn, apparently. <laughs> And uh, it has been an interesting insight. The program that I grew up in at my school district was largely helped, shaped, and molded by my mom, who is what I kind of finally came to the conclusion tonight is kind of the gatekeeper. Because w when I think about it, the streets that intersect our lives and hers and the school districts, I mean, she literally put a traffic light up at one of the intersections because of what happened to her in a school bus. And that same street now has the District 20 administration building on it. And it's just kind of odd watching the corporate machine making its way down and it's gobbling up this very resource that has given back to the community in so many ways that so many people don't realize is being destroyed. And we're all bickering and, and mad at each other over this. And, and that's one of the things that I came to realize is, why on earth are we so upset with each other? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm guilty of this, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I am. It's just ridiculous that we have this. I mean, the rest of the world in some of these areas are probably going, oh my God, you guys, finally! <laughs> But, <laughs> I mean, I finally understand why us. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the shining beacon of, you know, the world, America, everybody wanted to come here for a reason. 
um, the freedom, the true freedom. Yeah, I mean, having gone through my entire life, you know, kind of thinking about or knowing what autism was and thinking that, you know, my mom was, you know, kind of on to something, but we never really had it officially diagnosed or anything. And then I finally went. And I remember during that meeting, <coughs> we were at the, uh, uh, my ex-wife and I were at a counselor session where they were doing the, you know, the here's how the results kind of went for this. And I remember at one point the the research the doctor, sorry, um, looked at me and, and just said, you know, if it wasn't for your anxiety, I feel like your IQ could be much higher. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people that just sounds asinine, but to me it made total sense. At the time I was so broken and, and, and tattered and in pieces that I didn't fully understand it, of course, but something hit me and I was like, ah, okay but I still didn't have all the answers and, you know, the frustrations from the jobs and the whole thing with Twitch, uh, which, again, nobody did anything wrong as far as I'm concerned on that. It was me. <laughs> I did not have all the answers, and my coyness in asking for something that I thought was clearly clear communicated before was not, and I didn't know how to approach it. And it scared me. It scared me to death, honestly. But even the first time I met all of them, I knew that we had we had a friendship that was far beyond Twitch. So it really took some time to sink in how far that went. But I think I've got an idea. And I know this jumps all over the place. Welcome to stoned evenings at my household. <laughs> With coffee and tea, no less, because yes, I drink both, apparently. <laughs> We're still trying to make our way through Discovery Season 3. I myself started watching it a few years ago when it first came out but I got to the uh, roughly the end of season two and really fell out of interest with it because to me, as a Star Trek fan, I didn't understand where they were going. And I felt betrayed. <laughs> a few Trekkies are probably going, oh my God, yes! <laughs> but there's a whole new appreciation for everything that they're doing. I honestly, I really hope somebody from the, the, the whole Roddenberry universe is listening to this because, wow, <laughs> I just, wow, <laughs> watching it with my mom even, it's just, it's, it's the only Star Trek series we've watched together in years. I make popcorn some nights. <laughs> Something that struck me is uh, in one of the episodes we watched tonight, um, they talk about everybody needing a little R&R. &R. And I really wish I could be the captain right now and just say everybody has shore leave because you really do deserve it. It's really hard watching everybody struggle. I always wondered why I could never attain the same things. Why, if I was so smart, why I was struggling so much. Why my nights are filled with <laughs> moments like where, where I'm crying more than I feel like I'm being alive. Getting on Twitter and feeling exactly like 
Jim from Bruce Almighty, just looking at everything, going, God, I wish I could say yes to all that, but... Some of it I see that I went through, or will go through. Um, I, I'd like to think I keep abreast of a few of those situations. But there is, <laughs> just like Saru going through his transformation, that moment where I can just stand up and the tears can stop and everything feels fine. And as somebody who has never had that feeling before, I mean, I kind of understand the Kung Fu Panda movies a little better. Um, geez, I just had dumplings last night. <laughs> and potstickers today. Watch out. I'm not going to edit the pauses. I'm not going to edit anything if I can help it. I want it to be kind of a forced silence if you don't have one already. Because the house that I am in is totally silent. Save for a couple of fans here and there. <laughs> We even have a few clocks in the living room, so there's a there's a good subtle tick-tocking noise. Mom says she wants to have a wall of clocks someday. I think she'll get it. <laughs> she probably already has, to be honest, but hey. I've had moments where I've been able to come down and take a look at everything and realize that the stress is very palpable. It's very real. It's very there. And I didn't actually get, even at some points, attacked what prayer could have been. But once I realized how it could tie into things on a vibration level, I think I'm still grasping here. Things started to make more sense. I mean, if you listen to Einstein and Hawking and everybody, you know, it makes a little more sense if you think about some things a little more literally than I think even society or culture currently has available to us, or at least feels like. I feel like I'm the one that's living in this little bubble and everybody else is just going, oh my gosh, finally, are you, are you ready? <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, um, yes, maybe, kinda. But when are we ever truly ready? I mean, when's the last time a parent could say they were ready to be a parent? When, you know, when were you ready to adopt either a dog or a, a child or a cat? You never really know until you do, I guess. Like that plaque on the ships, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> Just I don't know if this will reach anybody. I don't even know if anybody will listen to it. Or I don't know if anybody will look at me and go, oh, he's lost it. What is this all about? But I would like to think. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> that there is 
way more than what we're used to. I mean, we're sensitive to it. We see it. We react to it. Many of us are just going, well, nuts <laughs> over it. There's a better way. I think we know that already. I don't know where I fit. I don't know what I can do. But I'm going to try somewhere, starting with this. Friend told me once I have a good voice for radio, so we'll see if he's right. <laughs> Some of my favorite things to do lately has been, um, other than watching Discovery, of course, uh, Minecraft, <laughs> and uh, occasionally catching some uh, fellow YouTube channels. I've been paying attention to some of them, especially the ones that comment on good how-tos, um, especially where they, they show a particular thing without getting, you know, overly dramatic, you know, having these huge flashy intros and I'll raise my hand guilty. <laughs> they're, they're fun guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, I do have to give, you know, shout out to a few of them because they did absolutely shape and mold some of my own perceptions lately, especially of, you know, what a good YouTube channel should be. And, uh, I've, really know there's a ton more out there if you've not mentioned I'm I haven't found you yet I'm sorry <laughs> um, it, it's kind of a struggle waking up from everything that I've been through and and looking at life and going oh yeah there literally is so much to see and do here what the what the heck am I doing I was so caught up in that capitalism stuff that uh, and, and don't recoil when I say that I'm just I'm calling it it what it is, and it is there, and we can absolutely still have some of it, but we've got to be careful. So, I just, I don't see how limiting choices is going to help us move forward. So, that being said, some of my favorite choices... <laughs> um, his absolute no-frills, no-bullshit approach, um, uh, to my knowledge, still does not. I haven't visited the channel in a couple months, admittedly. Um, but uh, I have been so impressed watching him go from, you know, these little one-two-off tests to full-on, I'm going to put this sucker on a bearing and grind it down till it frickin' shows us how good, you know, using bacon grease in a, in a motor is going to be for us. <laughs> Project Farm, if you haven't guessed already, is phenomenal. I love that channel. <laughs> so many questions answered. So many questions. Um... Uh, right next to him, and I, I recently discovered a video where they mentioned each other, and I was so giddy. Uh, Warped Perception is right in there as well. So, God, thank you so much for the see-through videos. Those are phenomenal. Uh, speaking of see-through, Garage 54. I don't quite have the knowledge to watch it without the the um not the subtitles <laughs> the, the voiceover and all that but uh i love their sense of humor and i just love the audacity of some of the projects oh it's fantastic it's it's like junkyard wars but on youtube and and they're still on and they just never fail to deliver i love it i do cars this dude <laughs> Reminds me of another dude I know of a similar name <laughs> who also works on cars. And I'm pretty sure they'll <laughs> they have a connection there. But uh, 
I just, I love that he just gets right into the nitty gritty. And the no BS attitude is just <laughs> flinging parts across the room. And a moment later, that's ah, not valuable. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. All of you. There's more, but those are the ones I can think of for now. Like I said, I'm a walking meme generator. I meant to say meme generator, but meme, I'm sure I'll be a meme here sooner or later. Uh, or probably already am if I were to think more broadly. Something else that struck me is um, seeing the character book and discovery come about. Um, I also had a, <laughs> a book that I trusted implicitly on many matters relating to school. And um, understanding things. And while I wasn't quite there, <laughs> um, I knew he always had my back. I, I don't know how effective I can be in saying something about that for District 20, because I, I don't Guys, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not trying to get anybody riled up. The same goes for, you know, my very pointed questions to, you know, the folks over at the volleyball. I'm not looking for retribution. Being banned from something you love sucks. I've had it done to me both in my professional and my personal life. I, I was stripped of everything. I, I had nothing, I thought. And I couldn't understand why. And you see it in history, even in our media how we just keep repeating everything. And we just keep getting more and more upset at each other over it. I went with my mom to a trip a few years ago. For her sister's funeral. I'm a Colorado native. I was born and raised in Colorado Springs. Still around the area. I love my hometown. I love all the sub, you know, the communities. I've seen our best responses to the fires, to tragedies, both national and local. When I went to Pennsylvania, I had been to Pennsylvania before as a kid, and I remember some of those memories a little bit, like sitting in the back of the van while we were sitting parked on the street in front of the old family house. and. I was all buttoned up and we were waiting on, I think, my uncle to get something and and that's where the memory cuts off. I remember the basement of the house as well, but that's about it. But when I came out again a few years ago, sorry, when I went out there again a few years ago, blah, 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 
<laughs> I got off that plane and I stepped into the Harrisburg airport and something felt home like on a level that I have never felt before and then we got into Lancaster and I felt like I had been there before <laughs> Even the weather felt the same. And going through the city market, so many elements of my home in Colorado are there too. <laughs> And for as sad as that time was, I still got some great insight. And I remember coming home, and my only memory of Chicago, I'm sorry, <laughs> is getting stranded in a blizzard. <laughs> I was so pissed at United. I'm sorry, United. You guys didn't deserve it. You were doing everything in your power to help. Oh, I was still so much under that fear veil that was just... It's insane, guys. I just... The Klingon screaming, choose your pain, is really, <laughs> we really should pay better attention to it. Because <laughs> um, so many of us, I think, are. And it goes into that whole vibration thing. And the planet is sensitive to us, too. <laughs> Excuse me, I just bumped the mic. I don't know if it came through. I haven't reviewed this part yet. <laughs> That's kind of a misnomer, isn't it? Because I probably won't publish this without, you know, reviewing it. So I already said I'm not going to edit anything. So, oops. There you go. I mean, I, I don't know how to convey my life on a level that people will understand. I mean, the posts on Reddit, and the posts rather, on Reddit, were build, building up for, for a long time. I think I <laughs> have tried to get that out for a while, that it, it was so weird. I just remember writing it the night before and going, I'm going to I'm going to sleep on it. And then I woke up the next morning, spun out of bed, not like quick or anything, just rotated out and walked over to my computer, grabbed it from notepad and posted it. And I hit submit and I turned the computer off and, and left for work. And I knew walking out of the house, that it was something I needed to do. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was almost this very subtle cheering. And I didn't feel invigorated or uplifted by it. It kind of caught me off guard. And I just kind of shrugged it off and went, okay, well, Let's see how far this rabbit hole goes. And I just don't want anybody out there looking at my, you know, my Twitter 
going, I- is he going to snap? <laughs> no. That already happened. <laughs> but I also wanted to be the person that was brave enough to go through a full, what we would you know, term a mental collapse, I think, and just leave it out there for everybody to see. Because if anything isn't a good teacher, somebody who can show you what they've already done or have lived or tried to live, I'd like to think so. I mean, I'm, I'm not in it for the pay. <laughs> but knowing that, you know, bandwidth is still a constraint for some places and that, you know, I'm still a little camera shy right now, <laughs> I figured the least I could do was make some kind of audio recording so that people could relax to it or listen to it. I know I kind of get excited a couple times, sorry. I really want to keep it, you know, mellow. The chill that you need. <laughs> I don't know how often I can post these, or if I should. <laughs> but if, if I hear or see that there's enough interest, I, I will probably keep going. I don't pretend to know everything. I try to approach everything as though it's new. And yeah, I feel very much like Burnham from Discovery that, you know, I just kind of followed everybody around going, oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Okay. So, yeah. Now that I'm more cognizant and aware of what, you know, everybody has drilled into me for forever it seems I just I want us to find a way to really dig into and I use this as a visual guide myself just you know flipping one of those little star fleets you know mobile shovels you know flips the handle out maybe it's here on earth I'm confusing them <laughs> and just you know Dig into that dirt, that dirt, that topsoil. Get in there and just kind of lift up and see what you see. I myself had a really difficult time with seeing religion as anything good. And yeah, there, there are good religions. But I think the message has been lost, or at least not lost, mistranslated, misinterpreted agended. <laughs> I, I don't want to sell anything. I, I used to be so desperately in need of being touched and held that when I would try doing so in school it would be misinterpreted or misdirected as an advance it was unwelcome. And growing up with that kind of a stigma, I'm sure acting out in some ways to some people, highly sensitive, exceptionally sensitive. I've always been sensitive. I, I, I have had the ability to put my hands on technology and fix it. Just, you know, for no reason. TVs that were, you know, f back in the day. <laughs> TVs that were snowy and fuzzy. I could literally touch them and we got a picture back. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't zap them. I usually touch the wood paneling. Ew, wood paneling. Gross. Thanks, Bill.
we have a fridge that's dying. <laughs> Poor thing. Sounds like sounds like the squirrel has run out of grease. <laughs> and then a water heater that's sinking into the house. That thing scares the hell out of me. You know that scene in, you know, from Home Alone when Kevin walks past the furnace? Yeah, I used to feel just like that. I still do, and I'm frickin' 41 now. Or as they would say, 40 plus 1. Very cute. I didn't get that one at first, but I think that one's cute. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why everybody else's 40th, 41st birthday cards didn't look like that. <laughs> or why on my 21st birthday, my aunt and uncle came out with a bottle of champagne, and for all of their expertise in wines, popped the cork in a way that the contents of the bottle followed afterward. I thought it was a warning. <laughs> still is, but I get it. As for my own struggles with uh, the boozy stuff, this is terrifying to live through, and I don't ever want anybody else to go through it. I went to a birthday party at a, a respectable estab establishment in town. I don't want to name them or anything. But uh, I broke a chair there <laughs> by mistake. I was going to sit down and plopped a little too hard and, yes, broke the chair as something my family can attest to for, to, attest to for many years. But I remember I was still very new to the hard liquor stuff. And I didn't really have any experience. I didn't really have any friends, honestly, now that I think about it, that were there. At least, I didn't feel like it. And I ended up getting so completely trashed. I'm amazed I made it home. I was grateful, actually, that the roads were completely clear by the time I went home. I had another incident where after my divorce I went through two bottles of whiskey in the same day and didn't black out from it. Felt like shit afterward remember that one pretty well scared that it ruined a few things but thankfully it seems like I got through that one okay for the time being it was a couple years ago though when I realized how much of a short circuit hard liquor had on me 
I made sure to move away from it as fast as I could. Even through grief, I knew, you know, <laughs> you can't find anything at the bottom of the glass uh, except another beer. <laughs> but that's the thing. You got to make your own joy. And, and as somebody who lived in such pervasive amounts of fear, being told by every aspect of life that, no, you can't do this. 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 And having absolutely no discernment over which one is actually legitimate or not. Because, you know, when you're scared of everything... And I've always felt that society as a whole, excuse me, will always have the compass bearing on what is morally right. And we keep looking for, you know, this, this classic ideal of what, for me, for what religion was supposed to have delivered for us for now. And I don't have any clue if any of that makes any sense. But I always thought of it as a weirdly oldy, you know, it feels like <laughs> you watch old movies and shows that predate time, yeah, that kind of thing. And that's how I, excuse me, always looked at, you know, the biblical stuff, the history. And I'm, I'm terribly one-sided, unfortunately. I kind of looked at the Bible a lot when I was a kid, but not much else. Excuse me. Tea is reacting. My stomach is like, hey. And I know I'm a little irpy too, sorry. <laughs> God, he says sorry so much. Sorry! <laughs> I just, I always imagined things happening, you know, like they print them in the Bible. You know, it's this and thou and thou shalt and this and and I'll bring out my Sean Connery a little bit and <laughs> it's just <sighs> I think we take that one a little too literally again like I said I feel like I'm the one that's just kind of going guys a little bright in here yeah, you've never used your eyes before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everybody is just sitting there going, relax. You know, the pin cushion effect will wear off eventually. Oh, shit. But when you listen to music that is apparently secular in nature according to the whole, you know, religious music versus secular music, which I think is ridiculous, but whatever. Um, it was staggering to me, once I got through that post, how much of it made more sense. The fear was gone. I was no longer applying the fear filter. I was free, literally, to look at them the way I'd want to. And that there in self presents some dangers as well, of course, but when you operate from the basis of love, naturally, without being forced into anything, the natural settling, the natural water level does exactly that. So I know that 
I was requested to keep it under an hour. <laughs> so I'm going to try and do that. But if I can offer some advice. Everybody needs a little R&R. &R. <laughs> everybody needs a break from everything that's going on in their lives at some point. Get out and experience what life is about. And I know in the face of a pandemic, that sounds just absolutely crazy. <laughs> so do so safely, of course. But I just... Support your local communities, please. They're the ones that need you. As for me, I have figured out that um, my skill set is not is not at all where I thought it should be. <laughs> And um, I just, Colorado Calm, guys, Colorado Calm, that's all I can say. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, so far. I'm trying. <laughs>